Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to another midweek episode from The Successful Mentalist. You know, it's that time of the year, it's in January, the start of a brand new year, and everyone's working on doing new things, setting New Year's resolutions, maybe looking at ways in which they can make this the year, the year that they finally do entertainment and get it up and running, the year that they finally lose that weight, start the new health regime, the year that they do this good thing that they're meant to do, or even just read a damn book, but we know there's huge problems that come with lots of New Year's resolutions and the yeah, I'm going to do great this year. And the point is, it just doesn't stick. It doesn't land. And a lot of us just end up saying we're going to do something and then it just drifts off and always stays an idea. And then we just go back to you living our usual lives. And we don't want that. We want you to have a crack in life. We want you to do all this great stuff, which is why today we're going to be talking about habit change, how to make it stick, how to make it worthwhile for you. And we're going to be covering something called the four laws of habit change. Now, the four laws of habit change were popularized by James Clear and set forward in his book, Atomic Habits. Uh, really, really great book. Highly worth, um, highly worth reading. Uh, read it at least once a year because it's fantastic. Uh, and there are four major laws actually that we, we've basically just ripped out and we're going to share with you right now. So first of all, before we even get stuck into that, most people try to build these good habits in January, as Ashley said, uh, and, and a lot of them fail. There's a mat, like the average new year's resolution like it, it lasts about four days um apparently according to some studies sometimes even shorter uh, so what we want to do is before we get into the four laws think right now of a habit that you want you want to start building or maybe even one that you tried to start building this year already and already failed so just just take a moment what do you want to do what's the, what's a big end result that you'd like to have and what's the first smallest thing in fact um another author i can't remember off the top of my head who the author was it might have been james clear on his newsletter in fact he talks about this concept of when trying to find a habit to build think of the transformation that you'd want the big change you want in your life and think of the two minute version that you could do to make that happen what's the two minute tiniest thing that you could do to put you on the right track towards that transformation so that might just be reading 10 pages Maybe 10 pages in two minutes is probably a little bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a stretch for many. But, but the point being there, just think of a, a, a small little, small little tiny micro habit thing. Okay. So hopefully, hopefully people have got that at this point. Hopefully, hopefully people have an idea of something. So Ashley, rule number one, what is the first rule of habit change? Well, the first rule of habit change, the first rule you need to bear in mind here is you've got to make it obvious. Aiden, why do we need to make it obvious why we're doing this thing in the first place? Well, making it obvious is uh, it's really obvious and it's um, so obvious that um, it's obvious. Uh, no, long story short, the point of making a habit obvious is like if you, if you want to start reading a book every day, actually having your book visible. So it's really there. It's so clear for you to actually see. It's going to allow yourself to have this like visual cue 
to remind you, to prompt you towards taking action and doing the habit. So for example, if you do want to read um, more, having a book out on your bedside table might be a really great way. If you want to read before you go to sleep, well, maybe the first, one of the first things you do when you wake up in the morning is you put your book on your pillow. So you know that before you go to sleep this evening, you've got a book. You've got a visual cue actually there because you've made it incredibly obvious. Don't make it cryptic, like making a little tiny tick box on a calendar in a different room. Make it painstakingly obvious. Print out a giant habit tracker if you have to and stick it to your wall. Do something that you, whatever the case may be, Make the habit incredibly obvious so that you're not going to struggle when it comes down to implementing and you're not going to forget, which is a big one. There you go. Now, the second law of habit change that you've got to bear in mind, and this for me is a really important one if you want your habits to stick long term, and that's making it attractive. Making it attractive is super important. You've got to make sure that uh, the reason you're doing this habit in the first place, you can see why you're doing this habit in the first place. And you don't want it to feel like an uphill battle. You want to make it look nice, simple, streamlined, easy, super uh, appealing for you to actually get started. For example, if you just, if you're trying to read and build the habit of reading a book every single day, but the book that you're picking is just brainstakingly numb. It's the worst. It's like an old textbook that is written in like the 1400s. It's, it's just hard to, to comprehend. Well, it's probably not going to be as much fun as reading uh, Harry Potter, for example. Exactly. And uh, Adrian, I think on this one, most people are going to laugh, including yourself, because this results to the old famous Ashley Green morning routine. The third law is making it easy. <laughs> Why do I bring up the Ashley Green trademark morning routine here? Oh, this was a fantastic thing. Last year, I think it was last year, uh, you set forward this idea that, yeah, you're going to do this morning routine and build these amazing habits. And I'll be honest, the morning routine, was, I think, was about three hours long uh, three with hours. loads of with loads of different things. And it meant that when you was ready to start work in the morning, you were optimized, you were primed, you were ready to go. Now, the thing is, it was bloody hard for you to do everything and keep it up consistently. And I think it lasted two days before it just never happened again. So... Really important point is to make it super easy uh, so that it's a small thing. Remember, we just mentioned a minute ago the whole concept of taking the habit that you want to build, like build, reading a book a week, for example, and bring it down to the smallest version, the two-minute version of that habit. Make it super easy to do, no resistance whatsoever, and just enjoy it. Yeah, we like to follow the path of least resistance, and if you make it so difficult that you can't do it or that it's easy to dwindle off, it ain't going to happen. Like my optimized morning routine. Horrendous. Too difficult that was. And finally, the last law, which I think is really important for all of you guys to bear in mind as well. It's got to be satisfying. Yeah, I mean, it goes without saying at the end of the day, if you're trying to, trying to build a habit and at the end of the habit or end of doing the thing, it, there's no reward. There's nothing there. It's just you're going to fall off and, and stop doing it pretty quickly. But if you can reward yourself for doing the habit... Well, then it becomes a more satisfying habit and your brain will connect the the reward with the input, the habit. And as a result, you'll just feel intrinsically compelled to do the habit an awful lot more. For example, I'm not advocating a, a, a chocolate based lifestyle here, but have a bit of chocolate if you, after you've read your book in the evening, if that's the habit that you want to build or or after you want to uh, you want to meditate every morning before you go to work. Well, celebrate. So do something. Have a little switch off the lights and have a dance to yourself in the morning if that's that's helpful but whatever you need to do make it satisfying 
You could even pet the dog if you like reading. Pet the dog. You could pet the dog. (laughs) Wonderful little Floki there. But no, it's really important to bear this in mind. You know, when you're developing these habits, when you're building up these habits, obvious, attractive, easy, and satisfying. If you want your habits to stick, if you want your good routines to stick, if you want to have a a good positive change, it's got to be obvious, it's got to be attractive, it's got to be easy and satisfying. If any one of these slips, then it's going to end up like 80% of the New Year's resolutions out there where they just drift off and disappear and no one hears from them anymore. So with that in mind, keep it up and go and smash it. Any final words from the Mindset Guru, Aiden? No, 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 no. Just make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. If you do that, you are on for a winner. Boom. You're set for success. We'll see you guys soon. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group, and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside, so to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group, and the magic of the internet will take you straight there, or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz, and we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum and we'll send you all of the details.